It's not far-fetched to suggest that a potential ACC championship berth is on the line for the Louisville Cardinals when they square off with the Virginia Tech Hokies. We will discuss this matchup on today's episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use the code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. I want to take this time to thank you all for personally making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder that the Locked On Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services five days a week, your team every day. The upcoming matchup for the Louisville Cardinals against the Virginia Tech Hokies has a ton of importance when it comes to ACC championship opportunities. Louisville and Virginia Tech, the only two teams in the conference that currently only have one ACC loss. We'll talk about what's at stake for Louisville against Brent Pry's team. We'll also talk about just how good are the Hokies. It's not as easy of an answer as you may think. And then to conclude the show, we'll talk about the men's basketball team losing an exhibition game to Kentucky Wesleyan on Monday. So football talk, basketball talk, going to be a fun episode of the show. Uh, First, for starters, the Cardinals back in action this weekend as they host Virginia Tech 3.30 kickoff this Saturday at LNN Cardinals Stadium. Louisville comes into this matchup ranked 13th in the country, 7-1 overall, 4-1 in conference play. Currently, they are in sole plays or sole possession of second place in the conference. Virginia Tech right behind them, however, at 3 and one. So obviously, this game in particular, the main thing that is at stake here is potential ACC championship berth opportunities. Because I'm not saying that if Louisville were to lose this game that they couldn't get there, but I'm saying that if you do lose it, it makes the journey and um, it makes the journey tougher. It presents more obstacles. You look at the remaining games for the Cardinals. There are three ACC games. Virginia Tech has to play one more ACC game than Louisville does. Um, But it's Virginia Tech, Virginia, and Miami. And that's not as big of a cakewalk as you may think, although they should beat Virginia. They should beat Virginia Tech, and they probably should beat Miami as well. But Virginia Tech, you look at their side of the schedule, and it's a very winnable last three games after Louisville. You have at Boston College versus NC State and at Virginia. The issue is once you get to that middle part of the conference, it's really hard to dissect how good each team is because it feels like there's so much inconsistency from a week-in, week-out basis, right? I mean, you see North Carolina is losing to Virginia and Georgia Tech. Um, You know, Virginia Tech is beating the brakes off of Wake Forest and Syracuse. And you see other teams that are playing really well as well. NC State beat Clemson. So for the, the issue is that the Cardinals at this point in time control their own destiny. And it goes without saying that if you lose to Virginia Tech, it gets a little bit trickier. Granted, it gets really, really tough 
Because then, if you lose to Virginia Tech, you put Virginia Tech at four and one, Louisville at four and two in conference play. And then, assuming that, really, I mean, this is under the assumption that you go into a two way tie, head to head matters. And if it comes down to Louisville and Virginia Tech tied at the end of the year, let's say Virginia Tech loses one of their final three games. Well, even that point, more than likely, unless it's a three-way tie and there's uh, a different um, overall uh, judging factor on who gets that spot, you would assume that at this point in time that a head-to-head victory over said opponent would give that team more of an advantage. So Louisville losing to Virginia Tech makes it to where the Hokies would have to lose twice, theoretically, for Louisville to get to a spot in the ACC championship. That's why when you talk about the last three games, if, now this is a theoretical, a hypothetical situation, if you knew that Louisville was going to lose one of the final three ACC games, you would almost want it to be Virginia. Because at this point in time, if you lose to Virginia and you still win the last two, you're going to finish above the Cavaliers in the standings already by default. But it's when you lose to a team like Miami or Virginia Tech to where it really sort of now makes it to where maybe Louisville's going to need a little bit of help uh, to get to that spot because Virginia Tech would be the sole one-loss team in the conference. And that would make it really tough to where, you know, the worst team you could lose to out of the next three for the Cardinals is Virginia Tech because of, you know, both teams being even in the loss column. Now, granted, I I do think that a loss against any team in the ACC is not ideal. And I'll say that. I mean, you have to go out there and handle business over these next three games if you truly want to make sure that you get into that spot because as it stands right now in early November, first week of November, The Cardinals control their own destiny. We've talked about that. They went out, and they are in the ACC championship. Very real possibility, but they have to handle business. So what's at stake here? Mainly, it's pretty obvious. It is the ACC championship implications on this game, um, what a win could do. It gets you that much closer. If you win this game, you put Virginia Tech in the two-loss column, and you have a couple of those teams that – you know, they could fall into the three-loss column or they could rise up. I look for that group that has, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six teams right now, two and two, or at least three and two or two and two. Not all of them are going to have two losses come this time next week. I mean, um, NC State plays, I think it's Miami this week. Yes, NC State plays Miami. So by default, somebody's going to be, um, you know, falling into that next tier. So, There's a lot that's going on in this game. I think on the field and from a schedule standpoint, it's very clear. But I think from a perception standpoint, from a program standpoint, it just continues that upward trend of momentum. If you were to win this game, the perception grows because it's obvious that there was a clear difference and there was a complete um, and absolute difference of how the national 
media and landscape perceive Louisville to be according to their schedule and what the college football playoff committee believes about Louisville. Because most would have probably said the Cardinals would land around 15, maybe a little lower, but they rose all the way to 13. So that shows me that they're looking at this Louisville team and it's saying that, hey, you know, maybe it's the eye test. Maybe they look and say, yeah, Louisville is the 13th best team in the country. Or maybe they're saying that, hey, look, people bag about their schedule and they absolutely, you know, diss them over the schedule. But look at what they've done. They've handled business. They've won ranked games. They've got two ranked wins under their belt. They're seven and one, so on and so forth. So I think that the, the there's there's a really large deviation between the two parties. So I think that um, a win for the Cardinals here, granted Virginia Tech is four and four. So I don't necessarily think that they're as good as Duke. They're not on Florida State's caliber. They're probably not as good as Notre Dame. They're a respectable team, but you'll hear by you'll hear in the next segment when we talk about the spread that this is a game that Louisville should win if they handle business. So I think that from a momentum standpoint, from a perception standpoint, it just continually um, you know, pushes the pendulum in that direction to where the momentum is swinging in that direction to where this program is getting more publicity, getting talked about more in notable ways, etc. So, I mean, the main thing here for me, what's at stake, it's very clear. It's potential ACC championship implications. Now, granted, that is the case every week that is a conference game, but even more so this week as we get into that waning half of the conference slate, three games left, one of them against the only other team in the conference with one loss. So that's the main thing to focus on here. Um, but the thing about it is, like we mentioned, the spread is pretty interesting for this game. I'll be completely honest. Um, Louisville is a pretty decent favorite over the Hokies at nine and a half. We're going to talk about that and just how good Virginia Tech is or is not here in the next segment. We'll do that after we talk about some of the opportunities over at Prize Picks. When we talk about spreads, I'm more of a fan of player props, and I'll tell you why. It's daily fantasy sports. Prize Picks is the largest DFS platform in North America. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including professionals and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. It's the most fun I've had. I've won up to 10 times my money this football season, literally in just a month. And you can play in basketball season two, which makes things more interesting. It even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured for football and basketball games. If you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Price Picks is literally the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So go to pricepicks.com slash locked on college. Use the code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Once again, prizepicks.com using the code, I'm sorry, prizepicks.com slash locked on college using the code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Hey, Cardinal fans, college football continues to get closer and closer to the postseason, but make no mistake. 
Locked On continues to kick up our coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on every Locked On College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff applications, the conference rivalry games, while also going in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it, so be sure to stay tuned. The main question heading into this game, and it goes without saying, is just how good are the Virginia Tech Hokies? And I'll be honest, I keep going back and forth. I've watched them a couple games this season, more specifically the last two, and they've looked solid. They have two blowout wins um, against Syracuse and against Wake Forest. But it's also worth noting that Syracuse is 0-4 at the bottom of the ACC. And Wake Forest is 1-4 in conference play. Both of those teams are 4-4. So it begs the question, just how good is Brent Pry's team? And I'll be honest, like I mentioned, it is very tough to answer that question because a couple things I look at is I like to look at the numbers. I like to look at their home and road splits. And I also like to look at what there are in terms of similarities in the schedule. And at this point in time, there's just not really that many similarities at this point. Uh, Virginia Tech started out one and three, dropped three straight games to Purdue, Rutgers, and Marshall. They answer that with a 38-21 to victory against Pittsburgh. That is the one common opponent to this point. They got blown out to Florida State on the road, and then they got two home wins against Wake Forest and Syracuse. So that's the main thing for me is that it's, I mean, it's hard to look at common opposition considering that there, there's not much there. So – from that aspect, it's hard to tell. One thing that I found interesting, and I have to go to my bookmarks on Twitter because uh, Troy Turbeville uh, tweeted this, um, and this was the main thing for me that I think could play a huge factor in this game. He says, much like Louisville, Virginia Tech has been far better at home than on the road. Unlike Louisville, Hokies have yet to win away from home. The Hokies are 0-3 on the road, outscored 98-50, to and have yet to reach 20 points in a road game. That is very interesting. They're 0-3. They lost at Rutgers. They lost at Marshall and lost at Florida State. Now, I think that this is a better team now in early November than it was in September. So the loss against Florida State, Florida State's a good team. They still lost by 22 points. You can't ignore what this team does at home versus on the road because we have this same conversation about Louisville, right? Louisville seems like it's a very, very much better team at home than it is on the road. So that does go into play on how um, you look at this team. I will say, however, that Virginia Tech is playing its best ball of the season. I think that many people probably would not doubt that. The main thing for me with this Virginia Tech team, I think, is the pass rush. This pass rush has been electric um, over the past couple of games. Um, I look at a couple of things there, um, mainly Antoine Powell-Ryland. He's sixth in the country with nine sacks. This team had 
over, I think, eight sacks in the past two games. Granted, you have to factor in the opposition, who they're playing, but it's a very, very solid defense. Um, they are one of the best passing or uh, passing defenses in the country. They do a good job of defending the pass. They are seventh in the country, 20th in total defense. However, when teams get into the red zone, they score almost every single time. One of the top five pass rushing teams in the country. One thing that Michael McCammon noted in his uh, preview on 24-7 Sports, I found interesting, transfers have scored all 23 of Tech's touchdowns this season. So um, that just goes to show you how much you can utilize the portal to your advantage, with which Brett Pry did. Tech was supposed to be one of the worst teams in the conference heading into the season, and I would say that it's safe to assume that they have exceeded those expectations. They're led by um, a sophomore quarterback transfer from Baylor, uh, Kyron Drones. He has sort of stabilized this offense, dual-threat guy who um, has about 1,200 yards passing, seven touchdowns, one interception. He's been sacked 14 times, um, and he's the second-leading rusher with 400 yards to go along with four touchdowns. Uh, Bashui Tutin uh, or Tutton leads the team with just under 500 rushing yards. Um, overall, this is a Virginia Tech team that has played well the past two games. The issue with talking about how good this Virginia Tech team is is that the past two games are against the worst two teams in the conference. So I think my assessment is this. When you look at the hierarchy of the ACC, I think you have your top teams. I think Florida State is number one. I would argue that Louisville, North Carolina, um, you know, from a talent standpoint, are right there. Do I think Virginia Tech is a top three team in the ACC? I do not. I don't. Louisville is a nine and a half point favorite for a reason. Although that Kyron Drones has stabilized this offense, the defense has really been able to get after the passer, and that's going to be a point of emphasis for this offense. Is Protect Jack Plummer, create those holes for Jawar Jordan, Maurice Turner, and Isaac Arendo. Um, but I think you look at the strength of schedule, and it's really not there. Like the best team that they've played up until this point is Florida State by far. Outside of that, it's really, really been a lackluster um, schedule. They play Purdue. Purdue is two and six on the season. Um, they played Rutgers, got blown out on the road to the Scarlet Knights, and Rutgers is six and two. I mean, they're pretty decently solid for what they have done. Um, but again, haven't really played anybody. The teams that they have played, they've lost to. So I will say this I think Virginia Tech is one of the hottest teams in the conference. I think they're playing well. I think that they're very well coached. I think that um, they are taking advantage of their schedule. I don't think they're on Louisville's level. But I do think that the Cardinals have to make sure that they handle business, play to their level of play that we know they can, like they played against Duke and Notre Dame. And you should beat this Virginia Tech team by more than seven points. However, if you go into this matchup and you come out flat and you turn the ball over or you can't really get anything going offensively, you give up big plays on the defensive side of the ball, this team can beat you. Granted, Virginia Tech has not been great away from the state of Virginia. 
they still are a respectable team on both sides of the football. So I think that at this point in time, I think Virginia Tech is good, but I don't think that they're Louisville good, but can still beat you if you don't handle business. So that is my take on the matter. Um, so main thing is, really, it's hard to tell just how good the team is. Another team that we're still trying to figure out how good they are is the Louisville men's basketball team. Unfortunately, the team lost at home in the final of two exhibition games, 71-68 to to Division II school Kentucky Wesleyan. We're going to talk about the ramifications of that game here momentarily after we talk about our friends over at FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 money line bet. That's a five, I'm sorry, $5 bet turns into $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and my favorite, single-game parlays. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Heading into the final segment of this Locked On Louisville podcast, um, I really wasn't planning on discussing too much about men's basketball this week as we prepare for Virginia Tech. However, we've gotten some requests to talk about this, so I figured I would. Um Obviously, we know that Kentucky Wesleyan defeated Louisville 71-68 to in the Cardinals' final exhibition game of the preseason. And I think it now um, has a lot of people kind of questioning what they're going to see from this team. I will say that I mentioned there was a ton of you know differentiating opinions. There are two schools of thought. There were the, um, there was the group of people that suggested that Kenny Payne was not the right guy for the job, and there was the group of people that suggested that he was, that you just need to give him time. I have said multiple times, and my stance on exhibition games is that there's not much really to take away from them if you win. Even if it's a loss that doesn't look pretty, or I'm sorry, a win that doesn't look pretty, I still don't put too much emphasis on good takeaways or bad takeaways. I really don't even have many takeaways following an exhibition game because it's early. However, and this is the main thing, is that goes out the window if you were to lose. Now, I understand that there have been multiple Division I programs that have lost to Division II programs in exhibition games. I understand that. That still doesn't justify it. Look, I know that um, it's not a finished product that we're seeing on the court. This is a brand new team, um, a new roster that's looking to gel to find their chemistry on the court. And I, I think that it's noticeable that there is more talent on this year's team than there was last year's team. But even with the shots not falling, and it is what it is, I, I wasn't expecting a finished product. I was expecting you know Louisville to go out there um, handle business, show some improvement, show some um, more improvement on both sides of the court and get to a spot to where you head into that Monday evening game against UMBC with a little bit of momentum. 
And I understand in the loss against Kentucky Wesleyan, the Cardinals did not shoot the ball well at all. They were 16 of 47, 5 of 19 from the three-point line. They made 31 free throws, and they lost the game. Now, granted, uh, Kentucky Wesleyan made 20 of them, but still they ended up losing the game. The main thing for me was the effort on the boards. Getting out-rebounded 47 to 23, I'm sorry, 47 to 33. I was looking at the wrong column. 47 to 33 against a team that did not have much height. It's not able to be spun in a positive light. That is just not acceptable, to be truthfully honest. And you ask anybody in the program, they'd probably tell you the same thing. Um, I personally came into the season knowing that um, – you know, you say what you want, but at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is winning the games. And, I mean, you can say what you but the bottom line was that the belief was that this team is going to win a considerable amount more than they did the last year. What I've seen from this fan base is I talked about those two groups, and there's the one group that believes that he shouldn't have got a second year that uh, he's not the right guy for the job and that this is going to be a lost year. And there's the group of fans that believe that, hey, look, you don't understand how broken this program was when Kenny Payne took over. He had a lot of work to do. Um, He's got his players in. Give him some time and be patient, and let's see what this year holds. You're starting to see a considerable amount of people from the – latter group start to trickle into the former group to where at this point in time, I'll be completely honest. The urgency has never been higher than it is right now for Kenny Payne to win these games. Um, You look at the schedule and how it presents itself. And I mean, there's already national attention around Louisville for losing the exhibition game. The three opening games, I would venture into saying Louisville needs to win all three because the perception won't change until you start to win. The main thing for me in this exhibition, the questions that I had, I didn't necessarily um, come away feeling any better about those questions. Um, I saw that there was more effort on both ends of the court, although it wasn't really shown in the box score. I saw that, I mean, I'm not naive enough to know that there's more talent on this team. The main thing for me is I'm still trying to figure out what the offensive identity is going to be. I saw a lot of isolation basketball trying to take um, a player, trying to take their man off the dribble and create their own shot. And I understand that in an exhibition game that everything's not going to look pretty, but it was a problem last year is like, what's this team's offensive identity? And I think that that's the main thing that I want to know moving forward is it's a new team, but what, what's the, what's the goal here on offense? Like what style of basketball is wanting to be played in the half court? And then defensively, you have to figure out the rebounding issue. Um, You look at the turnovers, the team was better at ball handling. They turned them over 10 times compared to 22 against Simmons College, which is an improvement. But those are the main things here is what are 
what's the offensive identity? What adjustments are going to be made in game throughout the season that we can look at and gives a little bit of um, you know encouragement? I mean, you you can say what you want. There's going to be a lot of people that don't think that Kenny Payne's the guy for the job, and then there's going to be a lot of people that think Kenny Payne still is the guy for the job. I'm one of those people that looks at it and says, let's win ball games. That's going to be the bottom line is can Louisville win ball games? And that's why it's extremely critical that the Cardinals go into this first part of the season and they begin to win. They've got three very, very winnable games, um, UMBC, Chattanooga, and Coppin State. I think that Louisville should win all three of these games. And I would argue that it's, pretty critical that they do win all three of these games before they go um, up to Madison Square Garden and play Texas and then one of Indiana and UConn. I think that it's critical that you get that exhibition loss out of the way and say, look, as bad as it is, this year's different. That's what uh, I'm looking for Louisville to try to prove now. So that's going to wrap up today's episode of the show. Everyone have a great day. We'll see you right back here coming up very soon.